welcome to the Spawn Chunks, episode number 59 for Tuesday, October 1st, 2019. My name is Johnny, but the internet knows me as Pixlriffs, and joining me belatedly on this lovely Tuesday afternoon is my good friend Joel Duggan. Hello. Hello, sir, and welcome back from Spain. Thank you. Yes, plenty of discussion of Spain in the pre-show, if you folks have listened to that. If you have not listened to that, then you can get access to it by supporting the podcast on Patreon. You get access to the Render Distance, which is the extended version of the podcast. We've got a lot to talk and about today, though, so we couldn't really fit all of that do. into the pre-show. We do, yeah. and we have help. Uh, I thought that because you have been on vacation and, and might appreciate a little bit of a, a helping hand here on the podcast, we are welcoming back Whip to the show. You can find him at FailWhip on Twitter or youtube.com slash fwhip. Hello, sir. Welcome back. Hey, thank you guys so much for the invite. I don't know how much of a Minecraft expert I am over here on the <laughs> non-building side of things, but I'm, I'm happy to dig into it a little bit. I like to say that this time, though, being on the show, I wasn't the one who had to have it rescheduled. So, I, you know, I'm I'm not two for two on that. So I think that's good for me. <laughs> yes, yes. Nice, I will take, nice. I'll take full responsibility. And yeah, definitely appreciate you uh, joining us today because I have been back in the country for less than 24 hours. And I've, I've managed to just about get up to scratch on all of the stuff that's happened at Minecon. Still haven't watched any of the community panels and stuff like that. So while we're going to be covering a lot of that stuff in the main show, we're going to be focusing more on the announcements coming out of Minecon and we're probably going to spend the next few episodes, I think, dissecting all of the other stuff that happened because uh, otherwise this show would be about five hours long and we'd delay the stuff that you have to get on with for the rest of your day. Um, speaking of which, let's do our quick login first of all. Let's uh, have a brief chat about what's new in our Minecraft lives. Uh, I'm going to defer to you guys on this one uh, because I have been away in Madrid, although I've been taking lots of pictures of good reference material for future builds. Uh, but we may as well go guest first. Uh, Whip, what have you been up to in Minecraft lately? So I've been getting back into this giant city build that I've been doing inside of my single player world. It's a giant medieval city. And for some reason, I decided last week that I wanted to tackle a huge section of it and add in like 13 or 14 new houses and structures and stuff. And You're an absolute madman. Yeah, I, I know. I, and then also on top of that, don't worry, I've been working on an entire custom terrain, building my own mountains and just this entire biome area. So in the last week, I think I've mined about 150,000 stone, placed back about 100,000 stone. Yesterday, I streamed and gathered up 14 shulker boxes of dirt and grass and then placed down about five or six of those. And then on top of that, built like 13 or 14 buildings in the city. But it's been really fun diving back into like how I would structure a medieval city. It's not like the typical like grid patterns that you see everywhere inside of Minecraft. I'm trying to play with a lot of like the sight lines and the reasons of why things exist and really having being tightly packed and concentrated in like a really populous city. So it's been fun kind of exploring that side of things because I was previously doing so much in the small villages and stuff there. So it's fun jumping back into like a huge large scale project that I have no idea when it'll be done. Bring me back on the show in like four years and I'll probably be halfway done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll have what, you back sooner than that. But yeah, <laughs> What I like so much about that approach is that it, it kind of gives you the opportunity while you're playing Minecraft to sort of pretend like you're designing a level for another video game. You know, like it's, I, I think about World of Warcraft or an MMO or even like a, 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 a game like... Um, Assassin's Creed where you have to walk these densely packed streets and part of that experience adds to the game so to to create uh, a city in Minecraft that 
takes into account like what you see when you walk around this corner, what is revealed when you go up this or down this hill, I think adds a lot to to the experience. And that's why some builds like yours end up going to that next level rather than just placing things in a grid or in, in like one after another or whatever. Oh, yeah. I've had a bunch of people telling me I need to make like an adventure game inside of my world now. And so that's kind of got me thinking of what you're talking about there is that like that more that storytelling, the lore aspect of like making it interesting for players to walk around in the area. So I've been kind of thinking a little bit on that game design side of things. It's been fun. Yeah, for me, I, um, I've i been playing a lot. I haven't been creating a lot. There's been a lot of, um, we'll say, grindy stuff happening, uh, similar to, to Whip. Uh, I've been putting a lot of slabs down in the nether, uh, helping to spawn-proof my fortress farm, which is pretty much done from the outside. Uh, did some aesthetic stuff. I can't remember if I did that before the last episode or not, but we've got like lava pipes, and, and uh, it looks like the whole thing is being powered by lava now. So there's a bit of a rp thing happening with with the uh the wither um fortress farm which is cool uh but then i wanted a break from it like i'm starting to get to this point with this large farm where i'm kind of itching to start new things like i kind of my creative mind wants to stretch a little bit and so uh the tunnel that leads to this thing which i've been traveling a lot lately is like day one minecraft netherrack and cobblestone and so mm -hmm. i decided okay this is this is gonna go uh, and so I made a bunch of uh, decisions design-wise. I kind of designed from the hip, which I, I don't normally do. Normally I have a better idea of what I want to do before I stream. But this was like a, I'm going to play six blocks. I'm going to back up and think about it. And I'm going to talk to the chat and see what they think. And we're just kind of like designing it together. I ultimately made all the decisions, but it was still a really fun process to kind of like discover what blocks. And I don't know about you guys, but I find that whenever I go down a design path and I'm trying to be frugal and sensible. Ultimately what ends up looking the best is also the most expensive and hardest thing to gather <laughs> in <laughs> the game. So yes. yeah, so I've got, I, I'm going to be using a bunch of different blocks and I'm excited. I'm actually using the texture on top of the, I'll see if I can remember the name of it. Smithing table is, is something that I'm using as kind of like a border texture to make it look like metal and sleek. Um, because the, the fortress farm is all very metal, gray glass, gray concrete uh, with blast furnaces and things. So I'm trying to echo that without copying that in, in, the, um, in the, uh, the, the, the tunnel that leads up to it. Another good one to use is the bottom of the grindstone. If you're looking for a darker stone slab, oh, if you want a ceiling. Yeah. Sorry to make you way more resource intensive, but it's pretty good. <laughs> no, that's good. Because uh, what I was thinking of, I was I was going to use the blast furnace along the same section, uh, but it was too bright. It was too light. Uh, I like it. I love the top of the blast furnace, but it just doesn't work in this particular palette. And that's why I settled on the um, the smithing table. The smithing table is very blue. It's got like a purple hinge to it. Um, but when I put it underneath gray glass, it mutes it enough that it's that it's um, usable. Um, but I was just like you said, I was looking for a darker stone or metal looking texture. So the bottom of a grindstone, I will have to remember that the top of this tunnel is going to look deadly <laughs> 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 with a bunch of blades spinning around. That could be kind of fun. 
Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, yeah, that's essentially what I've been up to. And for those of you that tuned in uh, over the weekend, uh, I did cover Minecon Live. Uh, we kind of did a co-watch party. Aside from some unfortunate tech issues at the beginning, I couldn't get the audio to work um, from the video capture from Minecon Live. So I was right down to the wire. I missed the pre-show and I think it was 10 minutes into the initial Minecon before I actually was able to get the stream up and running. Uh, so thanks to everybody that was there for the, their patience. Uh, but I want to tip my hat to not only my Twitch community, but also the Spawn Chunks community that came out. We had a really solid um, number of people. I think it was the most I've had in the stream for a while consistently. Uh, and everybody was just so welcoming and cordial and unafraid to discuss the things that were happening in Minecon, but not in a way that was dismissing other people's opinions. It was just a really good conversation. It was a fun, fun time. Uh, anybody that was new that came uh, was saying like, wow, that was really cool. You know, people were saying, I noticed a lot of new people that were really having a good time. So I want to tip my hat to both the Spawn Chunks and my personal Twitch community for just being so cool uh, about some things that can be so subjective and divisive uh, when they come out for announcements like this, especially when we know so little about them. Uh, and so um, so that's really how I spent my weekend. It was it was a, a, a live stream with Minecon Live, and then it was a very casual kind of like grindy, let's talk about what we just learned sort of stream and it was a lot of fun the thing i plan to do now that i'm back and if i have a little bit more free time over the next few days is to watch the entire minecon live broadcast from start to finish because i've now watched it in these divided up smaller kind of highlight videos and i've watched the full segment on the sort of announcements for what's happening with the next major update but i want to go back and watch the entire thing from start to finish and then i want to go to your twitch and watch the vod and have the, <laughs> the chat scroll by because i'm genuinely curious to see what people's reactions were and and what your reaction was and i feel like we've had basically no time to talk about that before we started recording this this show so uh i'm excited to get into it it's quite funny by the way that you like whip you mentioned like working on some mountains and joel you mentioned working in the nether and i feel like that's the way the rest of the conversation conversation is going to go from here <laughs> i'm not mad about it <laughs> yeah hashtag team swamp <laughs> i hope moyang is taking notes from your mountain building though let's be real yeah for sure if we uh, get we'll those speak... that's that's fine <laughs> yeah you're, you're like save, saves you a little bit of work although that's that's part of where the joy is sometimes but yeah. uh yeah, without further ado, I think we should launch into a breakdown of all of the stuff that happened at Minecon Live. We're going to be skipping over, obviously, these segments which were kind of stage business and like, you know, fun variety stuff for the younger viewers and focus a little bit more on what's getting updated with the core Minecraft game, news about Minecraft Earth, Minecraft Dungeons, and a couple of other exciting announcements that came out that were a little bit out of left field. Like, we weren't expecting some of this to really come through. Some of this stuff had been kept very much under wraps. So, uh, Joel, how about you kick us off? Let's do a, a bit of a breakdown here. Sure. Uh, I'll preempt everything by saying that we are going to get into the mountain biome update and the nether update in our main discussion today. So that's going to be something we tackle later. But I'm going to go through the, the bullet points of what we learned. Uh, and honestly, a lot of this stuff is going to be things that we have to expand in other episodes. Uh, yes. There was quite a lot going on. Uh, but uh, Minecon Live is available to watch in its entirety, uh, as well as smaller cuts and highlight videos on the Minecraft YouTube channel. I'm going to link to as many of those as I can in the uh, show notes. For those of you that, that don't know, thespawnchunks.com, I publish the show notes for uh, the episode every week. Uh, so we have links to all the things that we talked about. So if you are listening to the show and you're like, oh, I really want to seek that out or bookmark that thespawnchunks.com it's a great way to kind of get the, the Coles notes and what's going on uh, so updates to Minecraft mountains won the biome update vote the next major update to Minecraft will be the nether update 
new biomes in the nether, some of which include the Soul Sand Valley and two kinds of nether wart forest, a new aggressive mob in the piglin and the piglin beast, uh, which Moyang wants the community to help name, and a new redstone power source, the target block. In Minecraft Earth, early access is coming this month, that's October 2019, with a full release by the end of 2019. So what, what they mean by early access is select countries. We don't know which countries those are yet. They didn't elaborate. Uh, events with up to 40 random nearby participants. It was unclear whether they have uh, to be on your friends list or whether you can kind of opt in to be part of these events, but events in the world will spawn and despawn and you have a limited amount of time to join the event. Battle skeletons, get rewards, things like that. It seems like they're adding another exciting way to get more resources in Minecraft Earth. Yeah, um, if I can if I can cut in here for a second, I think they've referred to these previously as adventures. I think that was the term uh, they used, the kind of brand term for it. Um, I'm not 100% on this, and I haven't really watched any segment of Minecon Live that was dedicated to it. I just watched the sort of brief YouTube trailer kind of video that they put out, so I don't have much context there. But I, I've heard a few of the devs and, and Mojang employees and people talking about uh, how they were excited for the adventures feature of Minecraft Earth. I think that's what that is. I, I know believe so as well. Going through the news here, but just to jot in super fast, I don't think either of you have got access to Minecon Earth Beta. Um, did either? Of oh, you you, ha you have you have yeah, it, don't I, you? Because you're in I've Seattle. Actually, yeah, being in Seattle, I was given access to it a while ago, and these changes for adding those events to get extra resources and things is so needed. I've I was planning to upload a video for it, so I went around and gathered up a bunch of stuff. I just took like my GoPro with me, walked around for like two hours gathering up things. And I was like, I can't even build a house with this. Like I couldn't, I just had such a mix mash of everything that I couldn't build something that I wanted to do. It was more of like, right. a, here's my cool collection. Can't do anything with it though. And so it may be that it's, it's more, cool stuff gets, doing this. more stuff might get added to certain areas once the early access build goes live, because then... Like, they'll have, obviously, the need for people to be going out and exploring. And, of course, with early access, you also have a big opportunity to give feedback. So I expect mm -hmm. they'll be listening to a lot of that once, uh, yeah, October, whatever the, the date is for the early access release comes around. And they will, uh, they, they, will, they will start receiving feedback and taking that into account when making future updates, hopefully. Because they want it to be a, a good experience for everybody by the end of this year. That's looking pretty promising. All right, let's let's roll on before we get too distracted and sidelined here. <laughs> uh, one of the things I did note was really cool and uh, answered about Minecraft Earth is that it's using OpenStreetMaps. And they may have mentioned this before, but this is the first time it really sunk in with me because people were asking about um, where the population of players are going to be, where are you going to have access to Minecraft Earth? And the answer is everywhere where there's people. So with OpenStreetMaps, it, it really opens up the entire planet to potential. Uh, but where you're going to see Minecraft Earth and access to Minecraft Earth is where people live. Yeah, uh, I can I actually that that was... confirm that one is very true. When I was given access to being living in Seattle, I was on vacation down in the middle of nowhere in Arizona, and it worked completely fine. I barely had cell service, but there were Minecraft collectibles around. Nice. That's awesome. With Minecraft Dungeons, there is a release and reveal of the two-minute cinematic intro, which explains the origin of the Arch Illager. 
lots of gameplay, lots of co-op gameplay footage, including some uh, voiceover during the gameplay by one of the devs. Uh, there's plenty of tidbits and stuff that we're going to have to address in another episode because this is it's going to need some dissecting. Uh, but we'll have a link to the, the highlight video there for Minecraft Dungeons in the show notes. Uh, Minecraft Festival was announced. That is September 25th to 27th, 2020 in Orlando, Florida. You can go to minecraftfestival.com. This is going to include uh, exhibits, inclusive gameplay, tournaments, live entertainment, exclusive merchandise, panels, and opportunities to meet your favorite content creators and developers. Minecon Live 2020 will be broadcast live from Minecraft Festival. That was not clear to me in the original Minecon Live presentation, but the website for Minecraft Festival has elaborated a little bit, as well as this post that we're going to have linked in the show notes, which is everything announced at Minecon Live 2019. This is going to be a link to an article on Minecraft.net. Um, the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, yet another announcement, Minecraft Builders and Biomes, the board game, which was developed in collaboration with Ravenburger or Ravenburger, uh, available later this year, 2019, presumably in time for Christmas. The rules have been pre-published on boardgamegeek.com. We'll have a link to that in the show notes, along with a tweet from Mark Watson. Uh, download the PDF and get to know how to play the game before all of your friends uh, and when the game becomes available. Uh, we, I have seen Precious a little about this. They really only gave kind of like a quick little cameo during Minecon Live, but I'm very curious to see a little bit more about this. Uh, so we'll have, again, links to that in the show notes. And I'm sure that when this becomes available, we will be deep diving a little bit more here on uh, the Spawn Chunks. I, My... I have already pre-ordered the game. I'm oh, like, nice. I, I quite like playing board games. I've got a couple of friends who come over and play board games regularly. I'm like, even though it's a Minecraft thing and my friends are just going to roll their eyes a little bit, I want to see how this game plays. And it's it's worth noting that to download the PDF for the rules and stuff, you do have to have a an account on the Board Game Geek website. It's a free account, obviously, so no mm. harm done there. It's like signing up for a forum account, really. But uh, yeah, if anybody wants to get ahead of the game, then give it a look. Minecraft Realms Plus for Bedrock Edition was announced, so some excellent news for people playing Bedrock. Uh, the new subscription combines Realms with Marketplace content. Uh, Ten-player Realms now have access to a catalog of Marketplace content, starting with 50 items and bits of content, but adding more over time. What's important here is that no change to the price of the Ten-player Realm will occur. It is currently $7.99 a month USD to play a Ten-player Realm, that will stay the same. So the difference here, which is a little bit confusing when they made the presentation, is that there are currently two tiers of realms. There's the two player and the 10 player. The 10 player is becoming realms plus and gets you this extra uh, Minecraft marketplace content. And if you do not currently have a realm plus account, you will get a 30 day free trial to see if you might like to switch up to that level. I really think it's a great addition. It looks like they're giving a lot of love to the the multiplayer realm situation for Bedrock. It's a really cool way to get into the um, the Minecraft or sorry the uh, subscription model for for content for players. Definitely, and it, yeah. And I, I think if if um, even if they you don't have ten people to play on the realm, it's not like you have to fill up that list. If you are exactly. somebody who had a two player realm before and you just want easy access to a bunch of the marketplace stuff, it does seem like a pretty good thing. Instead of committing to buying each piece of marketplace content individually, it's more like a kind of subscription to that stuff. So that mm -hmm. that seems like really good, especially if they continue to switch up the content that's available over time. That's uh, probably a pretty good deal. Uh, worth also noting that Minecraft is part of the Xbox subscription, which I'm 
is it play pass i can't remember the name of the uh, xbox. xbox game pass yeah game pass thank you yeah so so really it's quite affordable to get a lot of content in minecraft bedrock right now character creator for bedrock edition and minecraft earth was touched on a little bit last week here in the show but they went into a little bit more here on minecon live uh you can make up to five different characters which will sync back and forth between minecraft earth and minecraft i'm assuming they mean bedrock only they kept on saying minecraft but didn't really focus on where that might go they yeah. did for if, the if, thumbnail of their youtube video where they talked about that it says bedrock only on the uh, thumbnail itself okay. but it doesn't so they, say they, it anywhere else yeah they did not say that and when they had the developers on the couch in minecon live they just kept on saying minecraft and they weren't they weren't saying bedrock at all or, or yeah well, technically 10. isn't that called minecraft and then yeah it's brand, minecraft branding Java wise edition. Branding wise, Java edition is its separate thing, and all of the bedrock stuff is just titled Minecraft on the title uh, screen. So that's okay. probably where they're coming from there. Just okay. kind of keep, well, it keeping makes it sense. on brand. Yeah, just well, it makes sense. And just me coming from the Java world, it's just kind of like because we, we always differentiate here on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that's probably where I was going with that. Uh, but one of the things that I thought was interesting is that you can earn clothing and accessories through achievements. So the longer you play in the game, you can have a longer beard or longer hair. You can earn a farmer's plaid shirt you can earn a little uh wheat toothpick if you farm enough wheat like that kind of stuff i thought that was kind of fun uh, i really like the idea of um granted i'm not gonna be playing any bedrock i don't think but i will be definitely looking at minecraft earth and i like the idea of making my character uh um look like me or look like the way that i want but then also not having to buy those sort of things from from the store if i don't want to if i can have options to just play more and earn more and have cool stuff that way which i think is really cool Well, one thing they noted is that you can actually still create your own skin i believe and upload it the same way you can for java is that nice i yeah, believe I've, they were I've saying you can go I've pixel done that by in... pixel if you wanted I've done that in Bedrock Edition and been able to upload the same skin that I use in Java Edition. It doesn't necessarily work across all platforms, but then I guess if they have a character creator now that's allowing you to edit your skin in-game, this is another feature that I haven't really looked into in detail since I've been back, so I might be wrong here. But if, if you're right and they have like a pixel-by-pixel a -pixel editor as part of this character creator, then yeah, yeah there's, there's more opportunities for customizing it there. I think I they... have not. I've not seen a pixel by pixel, and I think the reason for that is because of the uh, public nature of Minecraft Earth and having that character out there, and just kind of like skirting the possibility of inappropriate skins. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I okay. expect so. Uh, one thing to note, I just because I didn't see you guys had it on here. If you go into the marketplace right now, you can claim a free cape. Uh, yes, it's oh, right. early yes. access. You can get you can get it for free right now. So. Yeah, it's, it's the kind of uh, character creator founder's cape or something like that. Yep. And you, you have to effectively sign up to the beta version so you can test out the character creator. But yeah, then that gives you a, a gold cape with a creeper face, which is kind of similar to one of the early Minecon capes that I think was a creeper face with a kind of fiery red background. So it, it looks kind of similar, which is really neat as like a, a throwback, especially with the announcement of uh, Minecraft Festival being in here as well. That's, that's pretty cool. So out of curiosity, do I have to have... A, a minecraft copy to go do this because as a java only player on a mac I, can i just go to a website and claim the cape in the that cape would only be on bedrock from what i understand yeah so, so i'd have to have a so i'd have to wait until i actually have a copy of yeah of a we're still living with optifine capes if you don't have a legit one on java <laughs> yeah. right right all, okay. all, cool. all the more reason for you to get that gaming pc rig together joel 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and then just moments before uh, Minecon Live, they threw up a Minecraft snapshot, uh, 19W39A. We're not going to cover any of the things that, that were talked about in the snapshot on the show today. Uh, it was all bug fixes, mostly adding new bugs, fixing old bugs, saying they fixed bugs, but didn't really. Uh, but <laughs> I, I do want to point uh, to a video that Eximovoid uh, did. We'll have a link to this in the show notes as well. He covers everything in detail, shows a lot of what the quirkiness is going on and explains a lot of it very, very, very well. Uh, so between that and the actual snapshot article that was on Minecraft.net, you can go take a look and see what's going on. I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned that there was a snapshot immediately before Minecon on Friday, which also leads me to believe that there probably won't be one today. Normally Wednesdays are the snapshot days. And uh, I was checking just before we started recording the podcast and I did not see one. So I would imagine if we get a snapshot at all this week, it won't be until later. Uh, my guess would be probably given Minecon Live happened this weekend, we won't get a snapshot at all. But um, that's about that's about it for the news. So for me, the two things that I thought were really kind of stand out uh, in terms of the the news that they brought, Minecraft Earth to me looks even more appealing than it did before. I was curious and optimistic about Minecraft Earth. In a lot of ways, Previous footage felt shaky to me. It didn't feel as clean or as, I guess, finished as I thought it should be with all these presentations. However, I don't know how they were capturing the footage or communicating it to uh, the stream for Minecon Live, but it looks solid. Stuff does not look like it's floating around. Uh, the cameras and, and the, um, the, the views don't look shaky at all. It just looks really, really cool. And to have the, the number of players they had on stage, I think it was three, uh, all doing this adventure or, uh, that was happening with their battling skeletons and, and solving a puzzle and doing all this kind of stuff, it really looked like it was part of the stage. And, and I have to say, uh, at least a tip to my hat to the presentation, but also I'm really excited and a little bummed that I have such a small phone <laughs> to, to play <laughs> Minecraft Earth. Uh, have, did you guys get a chance to see the Minecraft Earth stuff at all from Minecon Live? I have not. Um, I'll defer to Whip on this one, especially um, I feel kind of remiss that we haven't had you on the show sooner, considering that I think I saw on Twitter that you had access to Minecraft Earth and for whatever reason i just didn't put two and two together and be like we should have you on the podcast to talk about that so <laughs> if, you, if you want to have some input on anything you saw from uh from minecon live but also your own experience of minecraft earth right yeah now, totally great so minecon live was really cool seeing what they're adding to minecraft earth i think it's all good changes i think what we mentioned earlier on it's easier to get resources there's going to be some new collectible rewards as they showed how to getting the bloom shroom but whatever the yellow mushroom thing i don't remember the actual name for it the one with uh, like dandelions on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that one was really cool. That It was cool seeing all those things. Uh, Joel, one thing I would preface though is the the footage, if I open it up after we got an update to Minecon Live, or Minecraft Earth, sorry, on my phone after Minecon Live, introducing a few of these new features and things. I have an Android though, so I don't have that fancy stuff that iPhone has. And it's still very shaky. I don't oh, really? think it's okay. something they can fix because Android doesn't have that same AR augmented reality technology that iPhone has been able to produce. I have a fairly new Android. I have the Pixel 3, so it's not even a year old at this point, or it might be a little over a year old now, but it's still pretty dang shaky. And so I'm a little worried about that side of things. Like that's what I mentioned earlier. Like I spent all this time gathering things and I was, I was able to build, I was able to mess around with the building side of things for myself. 
and I couldn't get a video to be as stable as I wanted it to, to actually want to show people on YouTube just because it, it was very shaky. It was even hard for me to like look at the screen and I don't really get motion sickness too easily, but how much the build was shaking when I was trying to focus on that little area, trying to click my thumb onto a small screen to place a block in there. And I kept misplacing them. It was a little frustrating on that, but then I did, I, I have it both on Android and iOS now. So I borrowed my girlfriend's phone for a little bit and downloaded it on there on the iPhone and it was a million times better. So unfortunately, right. I think it's going to be one of those games that on the iPhone is really, really solid. Android is a little lacking behind. It just needs to catch up with the technology of it. Mm. But I think the game's cool. Walking around it is fun. It's a heck of a lot more fun than Pokemon Go because you can actually <laughs> build things. You're not just walking around and hitting a collectible and hope your Pokemon wins the fight. Um, so yeah, I, th I think it's pretty cool. I, th I I'm hopeful for it. I don't know how much I'm going to be playing with it moving forwards. I've already put probably five, six hours into messing around with it and showing different family friends the game. I will say though, I did show a few of my girlfriend's younger cousins who are like seven and nine the game and they were obsessed with it. They kept stealing my phone out of my pocket while we were hanging <laughs> uh -oh. out so they could open up Minecraft live or Minecraft earth. Sorry, uh, too many names. Uh, and see if there are any collectibles around and see if they could build something funny sitting on the kitchen table while we were waiting for dinner to be cooked or something like that. They nice. absolutely love the game. Yeah. Like, I see... that's, that's the core demographic really right there is yeah. like kids around that age who are just getting their first sort of hands-on mobile devices or they've had like tablets or whatever that their parents have given to them. And yeah, they, they're going to have a field day with this stuff. No, oh, totally. I, th I see. I see myself building more on like my kitchen table and then going and placing it out somewhere rather than uh going and and trying to use my mo my phone on the go i mean i do have i do have an iphone but it's a it's an older model uh, it's also very small so i don't see it being very useful um while i'm walking around but if i could do it on an ipad like a larger tablet here at home and then translate that and, and like have it saved somewhere and then place it somewhere that could be kind of cool i will say um, one thing that i haven't really seen people mention too much in videos which is really nice is if you play it on your kitchen table, like you place it on there, you don't have to keep walking around your kitchen table. You can actually like if you hold like two fingers at once on the screen, you can rotate your build. Oh, nice. So sure. you don't have like to be it, like it constantly getting like up and like and stuff. Yeah. So you can actually like turn it if you get the right way of like grabbing it. Basically, you can rotate it so you don't have to be like doing 360s around your table the entire time building and get dizzy. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's cool. Uh, speaking of too many names, uh, there's no news other, other than what we just announced here in the podcast, which is just a regurgitation of what they put on, on the post. But Minecraft Festival uh, coming to Orlando uh, next year. Uh, all around, it sounds like a step forward or I guess backwards, but it's a good thing <laughs> because they used to have these kind of conventions and then they stopped for these live streams and then they've now looked like they're going back the other way. Uh, I really don't understand... And this is a nitpicky thing. Why they didn't just call it Minecon again? It yeah, like <laughs> this, it would, the, mine, it would, the Minecon name has transferred over to this live stream, and now they're like, "We're having a thing, and it's called Minecraft Festival now," because the brand didn't get any more confusing at this point. Well, it would We're be pretty Minecon easy. <laughs> yeah, but it, it would be really easy to say like, "Well, Minecon is the four-day or three-day event. Minecon Live is the 90 to 120 minute show that happens from Minecon. Like, I, I don't understand why that would be so confusing. I don't understand why they've gone so far now as to say that Minecraft Earth and then Minecraft 
live and then now it's Minecon live and then it's Minecraft festival. Like you just, you're confusing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, in your head, you know, what's what it's the, it's when you go to say it out loud and you're just kind of like, what, what is it again? Like, am we've, I we've it done right? it. We've done it several times throughout this podcast already. Just like I think, I've, around the I think I've done most of them, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it uh, is a little bit like they're playing musical chairs at the, the whoever does yeah. the branding for these things. And like, we're, we're just kind of removing a chair each time and seeing what words we've got left to describe something. But yeah, yeah. I, I see your point, Joel, definitely. And I, I think we'll probably get used to these things, especially if they persist year on year it's just that lately things have been in a state of change we had a physical minecon for a while then minecon is this live stream and now they've called they called that minecon earth and then they call it minecon live and now they have minecraft earth and yeah everything is just kind of in a state of change right now if they hold on to this branding for the next few years we're not going to be having this problem i think it's Mm. just right now everything is still changing and they're still coming out with these new products and branding them and I think, yeah, uh, the, uh, at that point, we're going to have people who have been, who have joined the Minecraft community now when all of this stuff is fresh and new. And then a few years on, they're going to be like, well, I don't know why anyone was having any trouble with the names. Like, it's all perfectly logical at that point. Yeah. I, I just, the whole, it, yeah, like it, at the moment, it just seems convoluted. What's nice about Minecraft Festival to focus on the positive, which is, of course, is that by the time uh, September 2020 comes around, not only will we have Minecraft Earth, which is coming out very soon, uh, we'll, we will also have the full release of Minecraft Dungeons, uh, which is going to be out by then too. So Minecraft Festival is going to be more than just Minecraft. It's going to have three games uh, plus, you know, all this other content as well to talk about. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that unfolds and what kind of stuff is going to go on there. Uh, I'm not at all saying that it's a bad thing. I just, I, fa- I oh, found yeah. even, even when they were announcing it on the, on the live stream, it was convoluted and, and you could see everybody kind of like, struggling to keep up with what was going on personally i am absolutely thrilled that i have the opportunity to attend a live minecraft event now and i i went to the the 2017 watch party in london which was for the first minecon earth live stream and that was cool and all but it seemed very kind of ambiguously advertised at first it looked like it was just going to be a sky wars tournament and stuff like that and there was a lot of other stuff going on but it felt very kind of low attendance so the fact they've come out of the gate announced it a year ahead of time and said yes we're going to do a physical event next year it's going to be a festival it's going to be a a, a three-day kind of thing like it was in previous years i'm like i'm attending i'm going absolutely 100 percent if i can um definitely as an attendee if not you know figuring out some way that i can be on a panel or something like that i'd love to talk to some people and and see what we can cook up but uh yeah i would i would love to go and i think i'm i'm gonna make plans for that i'm gonna put that in the diary as it were because i missed out on the opportunity to attend one of the last physical minecons that was in my neck of the woods like they had minecon in london um basically the year i started playing more or less or maybe like just the the kind of the year after maybe in 2015 i think that was and i had only been playing minecraft on pc for about six months at that point i didn't have the money to attend a bunch of my friends did a bunch of the people from the decidedly vanilla server at the time uh some of them came over from the us and were attending and we got to meet up outside but i didn't get to go in and attend the event so it's really cool to hear that they're bringing stuff like that back and it's definitely something i'd like to go to how about you guys do you th- do you think you'll be you'll be turning up i yeah i would love yeah, to I mean, if i have the ability to you 
I'll get it. Get to meet you guys there, hopefully. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? I mean, it, for me to predict that far ahead, I'm definitely interested in going. It's just a matter of whether it's feasible. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's it, and Orlando is obviously an easy location for folks to get to if they're in the states. Relatively speaking, the states is a big country, but yeah, like it's going to be a case of um, yeah of, of traveling there internationally for some of the rest of us and. Yeah, I, I feel like I can I can make it and there's definitely a few people I've been talking to already behind the scenes who've been like, yes, we need to like meet up and do a thing and just if, if not just ha have some kind of informal meetup where everybody gets to come and hang out because I know the folks from Hermitcraft did a meetup after Minecon uh, this this like last Minecon stream uh, in Nashville, I believe, because they were still around from having recorded their community panel. And I think Joe Hills turned up to that as well, even though he wasn't on the panel. He's local to that area. And so, yeah, there was uh, an opportunity to do that. And they're already talking about, like, we're going to be at Minecraft Festival. We'll probably have a panel if they accept us. And if not, it's basically going to be Hermitcraft Con. So, yeah, we'll, 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 see, we'll see how <laughs> right all that goes. Right next door. But, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to turn up and, and meet some of those folks and apologize for making fun of them relentlessly for the past two years on the Hermitcraft recap. <laughs> but... Nice. um. Yeah, breaking down my thoughts about the rest of the stuff before we move on to the main discussion, which, as we've mentioned, is going to be about the Biome Vote uh, Mountains and the Nether update. Um, obviously, with the snapshot, I'm way less interested in the snapshots at this point because they're all just bug fixes and stuff, so we'll we'll gloss over that. I'm still very excited to get my hands on Minecraft Earth and Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, my wife actually got back into Pokemon Go while we were in Madrid, and I kind of wish I'd been able to explore with Minecraft Earth because I'm not really interested in, po in Pokemon Go anymore. And um, Minecraft Earth seems like the next logical step for me. And while I was having a great time there, it would also be kind of cool just to to check in and see if anybody else in the area had it and what the, uh, the gameplay was like. But I'm still waiting patiently for that. Um, the Minecraft Dungeons opening cinematic was the only one, the only part of the Minecon presentation that I saw that was focused on Minecraft Dungeons. And uh, it's very fun. I like the animation. I like the fact that we get a little bit of story and the Arch Illager is kind of presented as a sympathetic character at first, but then it hints towards this arc that he, you know, becomes the the uh, the kind of ruler, the overlord, uh, after acquiring an item called the Orb of Dominance, which is a cube, because of course it's Minecraft, which I thought was a really good joke. <laughs> I thought it landed quite well, the fact that it's like the Orb of Dominance and then it pans over and you just see this floating cube and you're like... Well, that's not all, is it? You know, yeah, that they... went way over my head. I'm living in Minecraft too much. Yeah, that yeah, you're like, you're like, of course, of course, it's an orb. What else would it be? Yeah, and uh, I, I saw a few people in the comments on the YouTube thing was like, you know, geometry teachers internally screaming around the world when the orb of dominance gets mentioned. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, we we all thought on the live stream on Saturday we all had a good laugh, a laugh over that. Uh, quickly to point out, um, the developer panel is worth checking out because one of the developers from Minecraft Dungeons was there. Great. And it's the first time that we've heard them say that Minecraft Dungeons will get updates in the same way that Minecraft gets updates. So after cool. you buy the initial game, there's going to be more content coming later. Obviously, yes. without the game even being out, they didn't get into specifics. But it, the, the, the gameplay footage uh, from Minecon Live is worth looking up because it's the combination of watching two of the hosts who don't speak, they just play. Uh, play Minecraft Dungeons, and then you have, I don't remember his name. He was the guy doing the biome update votes, the news guy. Uh, uh, Vubui, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one of the, and yeah, and then another developer from Minecraft Dungeons, I think he might have even been the lead, was next to him and doing like sports 
color commentary over oh, what they, was they were like shout casting the dungeons gameplay that's super yes, cool <laughs> but knowledgeable not it wasn't fluffy it was all like what was that that was incredible and then the developer goes oh that was a blah blah blah, blah. and i mean just it was either like an icon or a weapon or an armor or this does that i mean so much was dropped in that like 10 minute presentation that it's gonna it's worth a whole episode on the spawn chunks but so it's it's really worth checking out there's just there's so much from this weekend excellent yeah yeah um Aside from that, I like I said, I pre-ordered Builders and Biomes, the board game. Uh, I have no idea how gameplay works based on the trailer. The trailer is very much like a kind of uh, a fun fantasy kind of thing where the players are turning over these tiles and bits in the room around them are changing and stuff is falling on them from the ceiling. And obviously that's not going to happen when you play it. But I like the aesthetic and I'm hoping it's going to be an improvement on the card game that they've released previously, which has always seemed somewhat lackluster to me. Um, but I think this this seems like something that I know Mark Watson said on Twitter that he's had a, a lot of involvement with. And so I'm actually kind of excited to see if we can get him on the show to talk a little bit more about it now that it's available for pre-order and is coming out in November. So that's going to be pretty cool. To me, it looks like a combination of a couple of games I've played. Um, the mechanic of turning tiles over to explore the world is kind of a bit like... Uh, Forbidden Island or Forbidden Desert, which are two kind of similar games like that. You're looking for artifacts and things. And then um, it, it sort of looks a little bit like Jenga. It's got this giant sort of grass block that's assembled out of different cubes of material. And I'm not sure what the significance of those is, but it's got these very tactile components to it, which I think make for a good board game, especially when it's got the feeling of being able to change everything the way Minecraft itself does. If they're working components of the kind of gameplay philosophy of minecraft into something like a board game and making the board game experience feel a little bit more like something like an interactive minecraft world then that's really good game design so hoping fingers crossed that that's going to be a fun experience for everybody before we move on uh whip do you have any final thoughts on the uh smattering of news yeah i gotta say just overall minecon live this year was way more approachable for me than it was the last year like last year felt like a kid's show with 15 minutes of information that I cared about. This year, it was a really cool balance that they did of here's an update. Here's a game show to keep the younger people interested. Here's more news about an update coming down the road and kind of switching back and forth between those. I thought that was really well done this year. The only gripe I really had with it is when they did the Japanese game show is they didn't have any subtitles. But then I know for like the English people being watching her, people who couldn't speak Japanese could be able to keep up with it. But then I know a lot of the Minecon Live was actually broadcast again in a second language for all those other countries. Like I know there was a Japanese broadcast for Minecon Live. So it felt a little one sided there, but it was cool to watch nonetheless. I think biggest thing for me out of this outside of the stuff we'll talk about soon was Minecraft Dungeons. I've been a huge dungeon crawler fan like Diablo 3, I put way too many hours in. So many games like that. Like I grew up on my PlayStation 1 playing the original Diablo, which, yeah, it was actually on PlayStation 2. Um, and it was just so fun seeing all that stuff. I can't wait to get in there with like a group of other creators or somebody and somebody else, just some friends and just get like a party of four and just fly through that game and see everything it has to offer. The spell effects that they showed in that panel you're talking about Joel were super cool. They're very, very crisp. And I like how it, it's not just an animation going off. It's actually everything around you is kind of exploding. Like you can see the environment moving. The bushes are moving. 
everything is going around like that. And one thing to note on the bushes in Minecraft Dungeons, if you watch the trailer closely, they have the bushy leaves things. If anybody's familiar with the content I create on YouTube, I use this extra texture that makes leaves appear bushier. Basically, they go outside of that block that <laughs> shape that they have just because it makes them look like more full and more aesthetically pleasing to my side. Um, and it was cool seeing that they took that same route for Minecraft dungeons so they're not sticking everything has to be a strict hard cube or within a single block itself which i thought was a cool tidbit to notice in there yeah uh, when we were when we were watching the live footage a lot of the conversation in the twitch chat uh, was like wow this is really cool but then like i know that uh, mythical sausage was hanging out uh, live with uh, with us and he was just like i i want you know xyz abcde in in minecraft like he would yeah. see something on screens like i want that i want definitely, that in the definitely real game. A, a wish list of like you know foliage that's out there that doesn't exist in minecraft yeah. right now and the ability glowy. to hang shields on walls and that kind of stuff yeah glowy mushrooms totally. and 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 wheels <laughs> wagon wheels like there was all these things that it was like it was like a, a shopping list of like want that want that want that but uh, yeah it's good it's gonna be a fun kind of like a fantasy fulfillment to walk around in minecraft dungeons and be like this is what i wanted to do <laughs> for the last the last eight years you know um well given the amount of news this week uh we are going to move directly into the main discussion uh normally this is where we would talk about some chunk mail uh but i think it would be better if we ask you guys to drop us a line at the at gmail.com with your thoughts on minecon live on the new updates coming to minecraft on the new updates coming to all of these different properties uh, let us know what you think and hopefully we can dive into a few more messages next week so with everything that was announced at minecon live we thought it would be best to grab one of our favorite builders with whip and talk about the nether update and the bounty the mountain biome update i almost call it the bountain update which is kind of fun <laughs> fun uh, freudian slip uh the um these are the two biggest kind of things that happened over over the weekend and i want to point out something very briefly i talked about this in, in our spawn chunks discord and uh i'm going to be very careful with at least my effort and my language over the next few weeks to refer to the nether update as the nether update uh i've noticed a lot of content creators and a lot of people referring to it as 116 I don't see a lot of developers referring to the Nether update as 116. And I think that comes from uh, previous, uh, we'll say, motions to try and move away from referring to updates as an update number. Uh, I know that they're trying to bring over some feature parity and some um, version parity between uh, Minecraft, uh, uh, Minecraft and Minecraft Java edition. <clears throat> Excuse me. But... Uh, there's an, a lot of people that are talking about 116 being the nether update and if something happens where 116 doesn't happen the way that people think or if the nether update becomes 117 like i think it's just important to focus on the content rather than the version number uh we do know that 115 is being referred to as the bug update with the bees and stuff like that and they've already been very clear on that on the on the blog posts and, and, and any kind of like you know um public communication uh, but uh, I know that for me, it was a it was a noticeable thing when they when they talked about this in in the um, in the Minecon Live because I feel like what happens is sometimes because of the lack of communication or the the, uh, the the lack of clarity, the community just assigns expectations to things, and it becomes so popular that it think that people think it's going to be gospel. So something that I was disappointed in um thankfully it kind of ramped up a little bit 
as as they just they revealed more but i noticed a real lackluster response from the live crowd when they announced that the nether update was going to be the next big change to minecraft like it it wasn't a boo but it was a oh and then as they started showing images people got more excited or there was somebody off camera going clap like please yeah, yeah. clap the, the, the applause sign lights up over the audience a couple <laughs> oh times oh my gosh yeah. it was it was noticeable and i don't think that it was that people were disappointed it's that they the community just had so much fervor going into this expecting either a cave update or something else that they were just not expecting the nether update and i really I don't want to say that I don't want to sound negative too much, but like, I really had a problem with that. I was like, this, this is the biggest cave in the game <laughs> that they're, and they're updating a huge part of the nether. Uh, well, all of it really. Um, so I just, I want to caution people going forward to just like not perpetuate stuff that you don't know, you know, is going to happen. And, and I, and I know that our community is really good about balanced conversations and I, and I know I see them elsewhere as well, but I just, I was really disappointed that like this massive update where people are putting a lot of effort into res received such a ho-hum response from the crowd initially. And, um, I'm hoping as we learn more about the nether update, uh, that people get more excited about it because I am thrilled i don't know about you guys but i once we started seeing photos and stuff like that and and videos on the live stream i really started to get excited uh so um whip i i know that uh as someone that does a lot of building in the overworld i'm curious how do you feel about uh, about the nether update that's actually what i was just thinking about is i feel like a lot of people in minecraft like the nether is there to get blaze powder or blaze rods for brewing and all those things and to get wither skeleton skulls right now like outside of that you don't really go to the nether much unless you need nether brick. Like, there's not too much to do in there. And I feel like, for me personally, uh, Pixlers, you probably noticed this as well, but as a content creator, building in the nether, those videos typically do pretty poorly if you're trying to, like, show off a cool nether build or something like that. So that, for me personally, is that's the reason why I haven't really built into the nether is because my community has very clearly told me that they don't really care to see builds there uh but it's something that i actually really want to do i think it's so cool and all the new blocks that they're adding everything that's new coming to it i think is gonna be really really exciting i hope the community kind of moves away from this vibe of you can only build in the overworld and then the nether is just your nether tunnel to get around and the end is the end is there just for like some exp farms and ender pearls or you fly out to an end island, create like a sheep farm or turn into something out there, kind of like what Exuma does in a lot of the Hermitcraft farms he makes. Um, so I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm really excited for all of the new things they're adding. The forests are very, very cool. I'm hoping that we see some footage soon of, I don't really know what the tree trunks are, if it's a wood type or not so if that means we get like all of the wood variants i think that'd be really cool to have like some nether themed doors i is kind of a cool idea to me i think that'd be really fun for building so i don't know i'm looking forward to it a lot though yeah i th i kind of wonder if because the they're called nether wart forests and because of the structure of nether wart and its relationship to stuff like mushrooms i kind of wonder if those are not necessarily like wood types but more like mushroom stem 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know, because it could be an opportunity to introduce a whole new category of material. Obviously, wood has its real-world counterpart. Like, we've been building stuff out of wood as humans since the beginning of time. So it's it's kind of interesting that they have a fantasy realm in terms of the nether. They can more or less do what they want with it. So it could even be that it's a material that maybe acts like wood in that you can craft interesting stuff and furniture and doors and stuff with it but it might not even be wood at all it might be that you're making doors out of some sort of weird fungus at that point but if like you said if you can break it down as a crafting material and use it to make stuff super fun they didn't really mention anything about the materials that go into that place other than there's a couple of neat little flora and fauna kind of things going on and from what we've seen, obviously, the red nether wart forest uses the existing nether wart block. The blue nether wart forest stood out to me as the highlight because that's just such a crazy contrast to the red and orange nether that we are used to, the lava and netherrack being everywhere, and that looked luminescent. It was kind of like suddenly we're in the sort of deep sea territory of everything being kind of bioluminescent and it's almost like a cyberpunk sort of aesthetic and maybe that's just been on my mind lately but it's that kind of neon blue contrasting with that dark red looks really great also to to your point about uh nether videos being less well received on youtube i think a lot of the time it is just because the nether color palette is very dark and the lighting in the nether is typically very dark compared to the overworld where you have bright sunshine all the time so a lot of videos from the nether tend to not be as watchable because video compression ruins them or because there are repeating textures and stuff like that or because players don't light stuff up in the nether as meticulously as they do the overworld because it makes less difference to mob spawning and so i think that might be the reason why nether videos aren't as interesting and you get much brighter landscapes occurring if you have these blue nether wart forests and the soul sand valleys maybe not so much although the biome-specific blue fog and the blue fire that you get is kind of intriguing to me. They mentioned on the stream that blue fire is almost a separate block. I think that's how they described it. At least Jeb had something to say along those lines. And I, I think it was Agnes that clarified in that it's it's not necessarily a new block, but it's just that fire, when you light something on fire with your flint and steel, if it's netherrack, for example, it's the red flame, but if it's soul sand, it's the blue flame. Similar to how magma blocks and soul sand operate differently with water, uh, now they operate differently with uh, fire. And so that's, uh, that's super interesting, though. Yes. I, I, and I wonder if they can almost add some different functionality to it depending on like whether it's on soul sand or not i I don't know how difficult that would be to code but if blue fire was treated differently then maybe it doesn't destroy items maybe it like flings items out of it or something like that i I feel (laughs) like if there is if there is already a little bit of that functionality coming into um yeah the its interaction with water with soul sand and magma blocks you have the potential for that to act in the nether especially since what they said from the beginning of this nether update was that they were hoping to make the nether a little bit more livable if people wanted to build sustainable bases there it was going to be 
better to build in the nether at this point because you would have a food source in the form of these piglin beasts which we'll, dis we'll discuss in a second but maybe adding in some more interesting mechanics to how stuff happens in the nether can get around the fact that you can't use water streams to move items around and the mm. kind of stuff that you typically see players taking advantage of in the overworld when they want to build a more technical base there if they can add more unique mechanics like that to the nether that don't just involve destroying your items in lava, I can see a few more people being attracted to the idea of building a base in the nether. Well, especially if instead of uh, similar to water columns, this just came to my mind, but what if if you jump over a blue flame, it shoots you up, like it makes you hover, you know, like Maybe. or, or push, it pushes you up. Like that could, because that would also have the same kind of mirrored function as as bubble columns with water in the overworld right maybe it's fire columns yeah i don't know um, especially if you combine that in tandem with a lytra flight and then you have some means like of that, like yeah. you know drafting on thermals and that kind of stuff would be kind of interesting yeah, yeah. i mean that seems more complicated than they kind yes. of hinted that at the we, videos but <laughs> but yeah there's, there's a lot of potential there and it's something that i think that would be a missed opportunity um with the netherwart forests is uh if they don't make those trunks craftable like if they are the same kind of thing as a mushroom stem i would be pretty disappointed like if you're going through all the trouble of adding in this new texture to the game because really if it's a cool texture like don't get me wrong it looks awesome it's animated it has like this it looks like a magma you know it looks like it has veins of fire going through it but if that's all it is like if you can just harvest that and then place that elsewhere that to me is a, little, is a missed opportunity. I, I like the idea of either of the points that you and, and, and Whip have brought up is that if it's either it's either a new wood type and you have a different color wood or a different kind of type of wood that you could then use throughout the different variants, or like you mentioned, uh, Pix, that it's that it's a, a, a kind of mushroom block that then you can make into other things. But I feel like it should be craftable. Mm -hmm. uh, it's some, it should break down into something else. I don't know what that else is. Maybe it's something brand new that we just don't know about, which would also be very welcome. I, I don't know. Uh, as long as it's not just that trunk block, because really, I can't think of any other places that you'd want to use it other than just reconstructing another wart forest in the overworld. Like it doesn't seem like it has multi purposes in that particular texture, even though it looks fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, can, I can imagine that being like some sort of elven doorway lord of the rings style where it's kind of got these yeah. that creeping that creeping vine of blue up the side of it which yeah. kind of brings me to my next thought about it is is it just biome dependent color again is a nether warp block placed in a blue nether warp biome going to turn blue oh is yeah. it like leaves in the overworld because if not that brings up the question what is blue nether wart and mm -hmm. you know because that doesn't exist yet <laughs> so if we're going to be able to craft those blocks are we going to have access to some sort of blue nether wart or is it simply going to be that nether wart blocks become like leaves in the overworld that change color depending on which biome they're placed in is that mm -hmm. the same for these trunk blocks that we've seen or not same with the flora in the area that they they seem to have added a kind of nether grass or kind of vine creeping sort of variant that generates on the floor there are new mushrooms in some of the videos and screenshots that we have seen there is a little bit of extra life there that might depend on which biome you place it in if it changes color or changes anything any of the properties of it but they haven't expanded upon any of that thus far. And it mm. may even depend on community feedback how that turns out. But if we I... have blue nether wart and red nether wart, does that make any difference to potion brewing at that point? There are opportunities for expansion there. I think it's pretty safe to assume they're going to be separate. 
off of that flora stuff that you mentioned with the new grass colors in there because if you watch the part of the video where they're covering over the blue forest there's still grass in there that's that red color so i think they're going to be their own types of block and not just biome dependent otherwise then i don't know why the grass would be like set in yeah. like a there's only red grass and then there's also blue grass and then like the trees are the same. So I'm hoping that they're different or yeah, I'm hoping that they're different on that one. It would be pretty cool. I had another point, but it's escaping me. So I might bring that up later. Uh, yeah. Ag uh, Agnes did mention when they were, uh, when they were um, presenting it, that there was a lot of new resources. Again, they didn't get into any kind of details as to how many or what they were. They just said like new biomes brings a lot of new resources and that's what she's really excited about. So I thought, okay, cool. Like that's, I mean, I, I understand that they can't say a lot. Um, some, one of the, speaking of new resources, one of the other blocks that was in both biomes in the Netherwork forest was the glowstone like, but it was a different texture. And you could see in the game that there was glowstone off in the distance. And this was very much a, dis a different block that was up underneath a lot of the the nether wart trees to kind of lighting that area and making it look very bright and i wonder whether that's the kind of block that's going to have a full brightness whether it's going to be dimmer you know maybe it's a a type of block that gives off some light but not as much as before um, either way it's another light source block which is cool uh i don't know if it's that similar to glowstone i'm not sure how useful it's going to be but um it any additional light source blocks that give you a different texture to to mess with, I think, is is a good thing uh, in the game. So I'm looking forward to that too. All right, I remembered what I was going to bring up. Uh, thanks for the light one that <laughs> got over to me there. Uh, one other thing that I noticed is that inside of those videos, if you look at the videos for the particles flying around inside of those forests, there's a lot of stuff floating around, which kind of looks like it's almost like a pollen or something coming off of the trees. So I'm curious to see if that's like stagnant and stuck within the biome itself that you're within or if it like travels with the trees or that light source block that you're mentioning or just kind of like those things going on with it. It'll be cool to see what they when they give us more information about how those particles come alive, because if you can say plant the blue nether warp tree and then everywhere around it, like underneath it or whatever might be has like this dripping like or this floating blue pollen coming down, that could give a lot of really cool building abilities for some crazy high fantasy builds in like an elven forest or something you'd have blue trees in your canopy using those blocks and it could you could make some really really cool interesting things and create like really mystical environment with it yeah uh, i'm but, not sure whether that's just stuck in whether that's nether specific or what i know i know that the red netherwort forests the particles float up and in oh. the blue netherwort forests the particles float down which makes oh, me think that, that they're coming from the nether rack, nether rack mycelium sort of stuff as opposed yeah, to the trees. That, that's another thing we haven't quite touched on yet. There is this kind of grassy nether rack variant now for each of these biomes, which carries the kind of biome color. So the, the blue nether warp forest has a very kind of bluish, yellowish kind of carpet to the entire thing. And there was, again, no information about exactly what that is. If it spreads like grass and mycelium does, it definitely gives you the vibe of mycelium. If it generates particles, then mycelium already does that. If it's kind of fungal in nature with it proliferating mushrooms and netherwort and that kind of stuff, then yeah, it kind of shares some characteristics with that already. But I'm excited to see what the names of some of this stuff is because they've given us a couple of ideas, but not necessarily 
you know specifically name checked everything that's in these screenshots leaves it Mm -hmm. open to community discussion which is both cool and also a little bit frustrating because i just want more information at this point yeah no i agree uh i'm i'm i think they look fantastic like regardless of the functionality and like the deep dive like just even just to have these things scattered throughout the nether to pass by them it's just going to make walking around in the nether and exploring the nether that much more fun and that much more interesting or creepy in in the case of the soul sand valley uh which to me looks really really cool uh have all they've also added a at least two different types of soul sand there's the stalactites and stalagmites blocks that are that are uh there but there's also another texture to the soul sand there's the typical like looks like four little faces little souls trapped in a block that we know now but then there's a more of a wavy texture uh it looks, looks like more like mud almost, yeah like quicksand or mud or something so there was a couple different textures in the videos um really worth watching the videos and going back and pausing them it was hard live to kind of like just to like take everything in um but i think it's going to look really cool and i know that the bright blue and the turquoise to me of the of the um the uh the netherwort forest does feel high contrast but i'm wondering if those nether wart forests that are blue might be more common next to the soul sand valley like they might look a little bit more in place the sample videos that they were showing when they were talking about these things they were just kind of like these biomes kind of plunked in the middle of some random nether uh whereas depending on how they're placed and how they appear in the world they might make a little bit more sense I also wonder how common they're going to be as well. Can we expect the nether to look like a huge patchwork of these biomes in future, especially if they add more? Because they did sort of hint at this is not everything that you're going to see in the update. And quite aside from that, like in, in previous updates, say the update Aquatic as an example, we didn't know that we were getting the drowned when they announced it. They didn't, you know, reveal the drowned as a feature until much later in development. So there is potential for them to add a bunch of other biomes to the nether, especially since they seem to occur in these sort of pockets or bubbles with the 3D biome generation, meaning that it doesn't have to be the entire chunk of terrain straight up and straight down. You're not going to mm. have a mm-hmm. a blue nether warp forest that occurs right at the, the ceiling of the nether or right at the floor if it just takes place in a, a smaller sub-chunk area of space. So that's exciting to me. And... If we see more variety of biomes in the nether, then it's certainly a lot more appealing to, to build in, which seems to be their uh, their whole ethos with the nether update right now. Yeah. Let's, uh, uh, well, yeah, want to move on to the, the piglin and the piglin beast? Let's talk about those because they, they kind of introduced the piglin beast first um, and as a, a new hostile mob and they're looking for a new name for it, it looks really cool right now and it's it's kind of interesting that after the ravager from the um village and pillage update has been quite a success in terms of people finding it intimidating and it's just a larger than life kind of mob even though its size makes it move a little bit awkwardly in blocky terrain it's still pretty sort of hulking and massive and i think the piglin beasts are also kind of similar they're not as big but they're definitely very feral feeling and the vibe of them is really great although they do have these little flappy ears that seem to kind of flap up and down while they were attacking the pov player in the in the video which was kind of adorable and i wonder yeah aside from as a source of food i wonder if there is anything else to them it seems like for now they just seem to drop 
pork chops or beef but that may just be a placeholder item until they've got a little further into development and they come up with something a bit more unique the idea behind them is that you have a food source in the nether now which I feel like they, they've said that a food source has never really been available in the nether. Not strictly true. If you've got some wood with you and you can craft bowls, then you can make mushroom stew for days. Or you can, I guess, get rotten flesh, but nobody really considers rotten flesh food. So I, I feel like it's kind of... It's not the first time we've had a food source in the nether, and if you consider that they're currently dropping raw meat, you still need to cook that somehow. So the implication is you've been to the overworld at least enough to gather a furnace, so you would have been to the overworld enough to gather some wood and get some bowls for the mushroom stew. So yeah, I feel like people ignore the mushroom element of the nether, but it is possible to survive there right now. The piglin beast just makes that a little bit easier as long as you have the capacity to hunt them down. Yeah, or um, create a piglin beast farm, like if they have spawning rules and things that can be um, deciphered, and then, you know, maybe you, you, know, you cut down part of your nether wart forest and create a, a piglin beast farm, and that, you know, if, if they eat things or if you can somehow breed them, uh, then I feel like that that could, that could be a, a boon in that and case. And it will, it will be easy enough to create an automated farm for them because the piglins, the new uh sort of semi-hostile mob will actually hunt piglin beasts so if you imagine trapping a bunch of these piglins around an area where you know the beasts are going to spawn that's an automatic food farm for you in the nether so again Mm -hmm. this is what i'm talking about bringing automation and stuff into the nether that is unique to that dimension makes it so much more of an attractive proposition to folks who don't just want to build a survival sort of base there if, if they've got more technical inclinations uh whip what was your first impression of the piglin when they showed it off uh piglins i thought were really cool i like the aspects that they have around they're unique and single-handedly by adding the piglin into minecraft they gave gold armor a purpose in yes. the game, which i think is very cool well like, done well done mojang i, done I good. know <laughs> like before gold armor was something you might wear to show off to your friends like hey i got all this gold armor but it was terrible there's no reason for it and now it's probably her best form of defense in the nether. If you put full fire resistance on your gold armor, you're probably about as safe as you can be in the nether, maybe excluding gas. But, like, it's really cool. I think it's interesting that they're forcing players to not wear an elytra in the nether now. Because the only way to make piglins not attack you is to have full gold armor on, which includes the chest piece, meaning no elytra. So I like that they're forcing players down to the ground to walk around and experience the world instead of just flying through all the caves, which I think is really good. Granted, you could fly, and as long as you're not going to fly into a a rock or a wall or anything like that, you're probably going to stay pretty safe in the air above the piglins because they're probably not that great of shots with the crossbows. Um, But I think they're cool. I'm excited to see the extra items that they teased with them. They said there's going to be a few things that you can use through the barter system where basically you chuck a bunch of gold ingots on the ground, if the piglin thinks that's enough gold, they'll throw something back at you. And they said that'd be a unique reward, which I thought was a pretty cool way of doing it. I think it's going to yeah. be a cool new trade system, and maybe it'll encourage people to have some nether villages now. It might be kind of fun to like envision what a piglin village would be. For some reason, in my brain, I'm jumping back to like the orcish style from World of Warcraft. Like I think that like from like the Warlords of Draenor when they're out there with like the more primitive orcs and things like that, I think that'd be a really cool style to for me personally to try and mess around building with. So it'll be cool because you can use a lot of the new blocks that they added into the nether. Not new ones, but like the fossils that spawn in the Soul Sand Valleys. 
I just envision like the piglins living in these giant like bone structures that are just held up by bone and maybe somehow having like a canvas of sorts over the top of it. I don't know. I think it'd be really cool to it, like take that to another level and see building up what a village might look like. Pig, piglin, piglin beast hide, right? You know, like leather. Yeah, there you go. Beast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping those are tameable <laughs> or rideable. <laughs> that's my, that's my goal. I just, something to combat against the ravagers. Can you imagine like a ravager charging at you while you're on the back of a piglin beast charging back at it with like a trident in your hand? Like, I <laughs> it's think like that's one of the, pretty cool. <laughs> one of those like head on car collisions you see in movies, just like ravager versus piglin. Um, <laughs> it is a footnote in the reddit post about the minecon live 2019 announcements that there are structures called bastions which are supposed to be some sort of structure related to the piglin i didn't hear any of this in the live the the, the kind of the, the video i watched where it was them going over the stuff in the nether update and maybe there was just too much information coming at me at that point but it seems like they had structures for piglins planned perhaps that got announced a little bit later if it was in like one of the developer panels or something like that i didn't hear anything about it in the developer panel or in the live show i mean granted i was reading a chat room at the same time but i don't recall hearing it either uh re-watching the another um update segment here before the podcast this morning uh, they didn't mention it at all there uh, what they do say is that they're more than just adding a new mob because uh, they asked, I think it was Jens that said like, you know, um, he was asked what his favorite part of all these updates is. And he said that it was the new mob, not just because the piglin are a new mob, but because they're adding an entire civilization to the game. Uh, and it was confusing the first time that I heard it live on the stream, but in rewatching it, they were they were clearer or it was clearer to me that piglin are separate separate from pig men and pig men are now going to be renamed zombie piglin so um hopefully uh they're gonna get a a model update because zombie pigmen to me feel very dated i'm not sure why they just don't feel like they have a very clear um texture communication whereas like zombies and even the new villager updates with the new villager costumes like it seems like a very clear and clean um visual update and zombie pigmen to me feel very very uh old and so if the zombie pigmen get ears and snouts uh and then get an update to their texture to become zombie piglin i think that's going to be fantastic uh something that's that's worth yeah something that's worth noting too is that these new mobs in the piglin and the piglin beast uh i don't notice it so much in the ravager i guess we have a little bit in the phantom but things like uh cows and and sheep and uh chickens they don't have a lot of blocks outside of the initial model like everything on a cow with the exception of maybe the ears or the horns uh is all flat texture to the model whereas the piglins have got floppy ears and it's not much but it just adds a little bit more to that to the character like to the to the I say realism I and mean, it's not realism, it's Minecraft, but like just to, to that feeling of having something move around. And if it's not going to have knees and it's not going to have elbows, then having its ears flop when it walks just adds so much to the 
spatial, I guess, occupation of, of that character. And the yeah. piglin beast is the same thing. Having those floppy ears, it, they're aggressive. They've got tusks and they're going to headbutt you probably into lava. FYI, people be prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but having the floppy ears does make it feel a little bit more alive as opposed to this blocky thing that just slides towards you uh, and, and headbutt you. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new, uh, the new moms for sure, especially because they mentioned uh, passingly, that piglin collect gold, don't like wither skeletons, and hunt piglin beasts. We've mentioned the piglin beasts, but the fact that they don't like wither skeletons and collect gold makes me think that there could be some functionality for the technical players out there that want to create some farms, that want to mess around with these mob behaviors and see what they can do. It looks like there's going to be some potential there. Yes. Um, they will also attack you if you open and then close a chest uh, that is marked as theirs somehow and i did just go through the minecraft.net post and i found almost as a footnote to one of the paragraphs it says you'll find small fortifications they built in the nether called bastions no further information or screenshots or anything like that so that may have been something that they tacked onto this blog post having not mentioned it at all in the live show but that is presumably where you would find chests that belong to these piglins and those are the kind of things that they'll get hostile at you if you open it up and apparently that yeah they will be hostile to you anyway they'll just ignore you if you're wearing gold armor at that point they become neutral if you're wearing yeah. gold so they that's just the sign of like eh, we like you <laughs> you're all and, right you've got good taste i guess and yeah and piglin structures were one of the top suggestions uh japa tweeted a couple days ago i'll have a link to this thread in the show notes where he said like hey we need ideas for the nether send me some ideas and so like everybody and their dog chimed in uh, and a lot of those comments are like structures fortifications like i want temples i want to see where the piglin live and a lot of people were were anxious to get that kind of information or suggest that kind of stuff uh, i believe i saw a tweet from mythical sausage that said like piglin villages like he wants to see what those look like and so i th like it was very cool to see a lot of the community grasping and and running with the idea of it being a civilization not just a new mob yes definitely uh, one last thing before we move on and talk about the mountain biome um, they did mention that they were adding a means to set your spawn point in the nether as well. In, in a, right. Once again, in a, a quest to make the nether more of a base environment for players. So that whether that means changes to the functionality of beds currently exploding in the nether or just another means to set your spawn point, because beds can now be right-clicked on in the Java snapshots currently to set your spawn point there without actually sleeping. So maybe the first right click on a bed sets your spawn, the second right click blows it up because no day-night cycle. I don't know if that's the case or if they plan to have another type of item that you can use to set your spawn point. It remains to be seen, but excited to see what they're going to do about that and maybe if the same functionality eventually gets extended to the end, hopefully with a better means of traveling out further in the end as well, there could be a lot more opportunity for players to build in those dimensions. So excited if, to see what the, uh, the you know, the, 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 the follow-up to that is. If I was to guess, I would say they're probably just going to remove the whole exploding bed thing because it's not useful. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's right now it's funny. Arguably, that's very useful for speedrunners. If they're trying to cater to all sides of the game, that's how speedrunners kill the Ender Dragon, for example. Yeah. is like five bed explosions on the Ender Dragon, and I think it's dead. So and it's way easier against, to build a bunch of beds than get full diamond gear to fight the Ender Dragon. 
And again, speedrunners are quite keen on just playing whatever the fastest version is, and they still play on Minecraft 1.8.9. So, you know, the, the yeah. functionality <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be removed retroactively. They're just like, the Ender Dragon fight is easier and strongholds generate closer. So unless you're running a specific category that requires you to use the most recent version of the game, I think they're probably just going to go for any percent in whatever edition of the game is fastest so i don't know if that would necessarily affect the speedrunning community that way but it is still like you say making that functionality less available if anybody really used it as a functionality mm-hmm. and we know that they prefer not to remove features from the game that seems evident in the fact that they plan to keep zombie pigmen more or less the same they're just changing the name of them and you know giving hints as to their lore and origin but hopefully they don't plan on changing too much about zombie pigmen because uh, I think a lot of people rely on them for XP and gold farming and stuff right now. It would be a bit of a thorn in the side of the community if they ended up doing anything to change the way zombie pigmen currently work. Their appearance, I would love a change to, because as Joel says, it makes more sense for them to look like piglins if they're going to be zombie piglins, and right now they don't really look like anything else. Which is kind of, <laughs> it's sort of answering the question at this point, like, if there are zombified versions of this, then what did the original thing look like? And now you've got piglins, you've got the answer to that, which is super mm-hmm. cool. Right, yeah. we're running low on time here, so let's move on to the mountain biome, uh, which won the biome vote previously discussed on last week's show, I believe, where we were talking about it being a, a, a toss-up between Badlands, Swamps, and Mountains. You can go and listen to that episode or check out the biome vote video if you want to know what the individual features are. The point is, it was a very close race between swamp and mountains. I actually voted for mountains on a beach in Valencia. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I knew that mine, I knew that Minecon was happening around that time. It was like seven in the evening at that point, and the sun was going down. And I thought, oh, I'll check Twitter and see how Minecon is doing. Maybe get a couple of like sneak previews on what's been announced already. The last vote was going through between swamp and mountains, and I voted mountains as we uh, we kind of declared for mountains in the uh, the last episode and it won so we are getting goats mountain goats we are getting changes to snow snow is going to be quote unquote snowier um and it might be possible to get stuck in snow drifts or something like that um terrain generation is getting massive changes to the extent where there are going to be jagged cliffs and snowy mountain tops and stuff like that it is important to note that mountains are not necessarily going to be updated with the nether update. In fact, it seems to have been declared by various Mojang team members that the mountain update is happening after the nether update, which either means they are taking their time with the terrain generation, which I would kind of expect them to at this point. I feel like terrain generation is probably one of those things that is going to cause delay to it because you've got to make sure that there are no knock-on effects for other biomes if you're adjusting the way randomly generated terrain works. Um, but it's yeah, it's going to happen after the nether update anyway, is is the the overall impression that we get. So we're gonna have to wait a little while to get goats. But what do you guys think? Uh I know Whip, you said you voted swamp first. So how how do you feel about the mountain update now that uh, we're not gonna be getting swamp features for a little while? Well, if the goats have the flappy ears we've been talking about, I think I could be more okay with it. <laughs> you're, um, you're all in at that point. But yeah. I I was honestly I've been team whatever biome gets another tree type. I yeah, swamp yeah. to me frogs boat chests really weren't that interesting all i cared about was the mangrove trees i know they looked like oak trees and a lot of people were saying oh it's just a con- different configuration of oak trees but i was really hoping that when they 
phase like mountains as we're doing a whole terrain regeneration work that they're not just going to do oh you guys voted swamp cool thanks for saving us 50 hours of work we're just going to add some roots to oak trees and call it good yeah. so i was really holding out for another tree type there so i i gotta be honest i'm a little disappointed that mountains won but i think it'll be cool i hope the mountains actually get some more height to them like you're saying like the jagged peaks and everything like that like i'm hoping they go above because i think mountains right now typically stop at like depending on the mountain bound you're in they nothing really goes above 200 unless you're in like the shattered mesa plateau biome i think it it's is It's actually or... like 130 oh really yeah. okay yeah. So, so savannah m's will go up to or shattered savannah plateaus will go up to like not quite world height but probably about 50 blocks below like you said about yeah. 200 but that is incredibly rare and also not part of mountain generation it's a exactly. savannah yeah variant. so i'm hoping mountains gonna hit that height level but granted me being the person i am decided to build my own mountain range so it's like i i'm excited for it currently my mountains go up to about 200 uh so i think it'd be cool to kind of just like have that update currently on the back side of my mountain range is actually a normal minecraft generated mountain area so i think i'm actually going to move towards leaving that and then just resetting those chunks and seeing what the new generation causes like i think that could be really fun to see the differences there and see all the new things that are coming up with it snowy or snow since i build i'm building mountains with placing snow blocks and snow layers everywhere if it means i'm slowed down in them like how soul sand slows you down we were walking over it I, i'd be honest i'm pretty upset with i'd be pretty upset with that i'm hoping it's a new type of block like a new yeah. color of snow maybe like a bluer snow color or something like that like a colder snow i think kind of in the way they have. have they have variants on ice now maybe they could be variants on snow as well totally i'm um, also holding out for a secret new uh stone type that would appear at the top of mountains I don't yeah, think it, it's going it, to happen, but I got my fingers crossed. In the mountain uh, video, the kind of cartoon video they posted, they did have a few different snow textures in that kind of 2D, um, you know, animated scene that they'd set up. And so I think that that also got people interested in stuff like that. Is there going to be sort of a more volcanic looking thing as though this is a dormant volcano that's now just been covered in snow because of the elevation and that kind of stuff? Um, Joel, when you were seeing the uh biome update happening live since you were watching the entire stream did it seem like when badland i badlands lost the first round of voting did it seem like badlands kind of swung it for mountains in the end or were was mountains kind of a an early leader on the the swamp biome no that's exactly what happened it was something along the lines of like 15 40 and 45 for uh, badlands swamp and mountains Right, uh, and then when they removed Badlands, it felt like pretty much all of the people from Badlands went into mountains, and mountains pulled out ahead by like ten percent or something like that. I don't remember the right. exact final. Yeah, but it, it was really like fifty six forty four or something. Yeah, like so that. the people that were voting Badlands swung not to swamp, but swung over heavily to to mountains. It felt like people wanted more height. They wanted more more going on in terms of mountainous, rocky stuff than they did with with swamp um uh, i they didn't really get into any other details like they w when they talked to um jens and agnes uh, about the um about the mountain update they basically just regurgitated what we already knew from the yeah. video it was um, the same with the tiger update last time it was just yeah. like you know yeah we're excited to get working on that like we've got yeah. these things planned and no real elaboration on what the features are but that seemed to be the case it, it, it was all very much like a summary of what they have mm -hmm. planned yeah. with the nether update as well so we don't get much detail there 
No, I will say because you brought up Tyga, that for me, I did not vote for that. That was actually my last choice last year. But I will say campfires and berry blocks are some of the things I use the most now. So I was happily surprised. I'm ready for the same with mountains. Yeah, I think they'll they'll come up with some stuff that will surprise us. I think you will be unfortunately disappointed that there will be some deep snow that will slow you down. I think, though, that that might be something that will either generate naturally or you will have to place down. So I feel like if you have a regular snow block, it's not going to act the same way as like, I don't know what to call it, a deep snow block. There might be something, there might be a different way to craft it or a different way to collect it or something like that. So you may not have to deal with it if you don't want to. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the idea from the communication in the little cartoon video is is that they, um, that you will probably have to wade through some deep snow when you're exploring these mountains. Uh, I'm I'm hoping hoping... it's similar to how blue ice spawns in the glaciers where it's in the center of it or Mm -hmm. like the top of the highest peaks or something highest you know, peaks sort of things. yeah yeah i i do i'm really curious because the in the cartoon thing and i know that this is just a this is a complete guess uh in terms of the minecraft generation for mountains and how they might address the the terrain generation i hope they go in the root of what i saw in that video there was some little nods to like old games like playing super mario world and the kind of like mountains that would be in the background they're really cartoony they're a little blockish but there's enough of a of a design to them that they do feel like mountains. They just feel like a kind of an upside down ice cream cone. I'm thinking about the kind of stuff that you'd see in like Wreck-It Ralph in like the, in the candy or candy chase, um, candy race sort of thing. Like it's, they're mountains, but they've got like a Minecraft spin on them. And so I think that would leave people like you whip that are building their own very realistic looking mountain ranges, uh, still room to improve, you know, but if, if a naturally generated Minecraft mountain range will get you most of the way there, certainly look, better than it is now and then entice the player to then improve upon it or build on top of it i think would be really cool i like the idea of having little flat tops to some of the mountains because it means that you could add like your little temples or like very quickly add some cool very high builds on top of these already cool looking mountain ranges which i'm I'm excited for so you don't have to work too much with the terrain you can just like pop it down whatever's there Mm -hmm. I, i wonder i wonder if there's opportunity for Frostwalker to be used to avoid sinking into snowy snow the same way mm-hmm. that you can avoid getting burned by magma blocks by using that i yeah. feel like Frostwalker is sort of neglected as an enchantment because everyone prefers depth strider for moving through water yep. so yeah potentially that's got uh, a couple of ramifications as well yeah. I, yeah i also want to echo that i feel like people shouldn't expect mountains to look realistic especially when they are procedurally generated by the noise map that minecraft generates whenever you input a seed i think Mm -hmm. having realistic looking mountains or mountains that you know recycled certain set piece features almost like the tops of mountains could be generated structures would make them look out of place next to other biomes they still have to have some elements which are generated randomly otherwise you're going to get bored by mountains because everyone is going to look the same or like after you've seen a few variants you've seen them all whereas part of the joy of minecraft right now is just the sheer randomness of the terrain and just not knowing what to expect Mm -hmm. so i've seen a couple of people on reddit already posting like beautifully terraformed mountains that they've done in world painter and going excited for the mountain update i hope it looks like this and kind of going it's probably not especially with biome sizes factoring into things as yeah well. yeah, yeah i, th- I think managing weird, those expectations is, is it'd probably be too. really weird in the end you won't have those long snaking mountains like you won't get like the rocky mountain range just going across your minecraft world it'd just be like oh here's a chunk of it <laughs> yeah yeah I, I kind of wonder, uh, and this is pure speculation on my part, because Mountains is now up first and that biome generation is part of that, 
uh, I kind of wonder whether that might trickle down into places like deserts uh, or um, the other biomes like the Badlands that are going to get an update eventually down the line. And that if they take the time now to work on the mountains, I wonder if that will make it easier uh, in the future to then update the other biomes with new terrain generation. Not necessarily as dramatic a change as what they are proposing with mountains. But, you know, for example, if, if deserts can appear smoother, you know, and, and have some, some more rolling sand dunes as opposed to what we have now, uh, that would be a welcome update. And if the update to mountains makes that easier down the line, again, speaking out of turn in terms of like, I don't know how the development works and all that kind of stuff, um, it would be kind of a cool, a cool trickle down if the mountain update and the terrain generation tweaks are successful. If it becomes, if they learn how to apply it to other biomes down the line, I think that could be really cool. Definitely. Yeah, I think it would be cool to see a bit of a revamp in some of the other stuff, especially now they've got a list of other biomes which are still to be updated with the features that they have mentioned in previous biome votes, because all four of the biomes which have now lost the biome votes are still definitely getting an update with the features that they've described. We just don't know when that's going to happen. I feel like that's the main sticking point that people are taking out of this Minecon. Everyone's quite excited about the features and stuff. People are just curious about when's the other stuff that you have promised in the past going to come along and how much longer is everything going to just be dragged out by voting on future biomes in future Minecons. So Yeah. Coming soon has lost a lot of its meaning, I think. When you're talking, <laughs> yeah. when Especially you're talking when about saying we still have 1.15 to come out for bees and bugs and then the nether update whenever that's going to be and then they said mountains is coming after that and yes. usually moyang if they get one to two updates if they get two updates out a year like that's a big development year for them so they're going two major updates and then mountains and then minecon live like are we going to get mountains rolling into the next minecon convention like or are they even going to be done before it is kind of where i'm stuck at it and then are they going to have like another biome vote it's like well where's the one you said we'd get last year we're looking at like 16 months i think since they announced no more than that so 12 it's been 12 plus uh since they announced the the changes that that um not that not that they announced changes they said that desert and savannah would also get updated along with taiga but we're now 12 months since those two losers were kind of like, yes, that'll happen eventually. Right. And we yeah. know that they're not happening before the end of 2019. So we are looking at something along the lines of 16 months. So well, they also, really sure. I believe one of the devs tweeted out saying that it wasn't going to happen until after mountains. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. even, <laughs> even longer to wait, but obviously, yeah, the, I think the community has made their opinions clear on that on, on that score is that they they're happy with the biomes that we voted for and we haven't forgotten about the other stuff and i'm sure moyang hasn't either that's not to be like particularly ominous about it but i think yeah that stuff is going to come along in time and patience is key when it comes to this game i feel like we are going to we're going to see this stuff eventually and in the meantime we should hopefully have some cool stuff to play with when it starts coming into snapshots and becoming available for the future. Well, this has been a great discussion and I want the discussion to continue, but sadly that is kind of all we've got time for for this episode of The Spawn Chunks. Uh, Whip, thanks again so much for joining us. Where can people go if they want to see more of you and what you do? Yeah, it was great being on here. Thank you all for the invite. It was really cool talking about the news and everything. Uh, you can find most of what I'm doing over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fwhip. I've been recently doing a lot of streaming, though, over on Twitch. So that's twitch.tv slash fwhiptv. 
uh, which has been super fun. Doing a lot of the grind work of working on a mountain range has been the big stream project over there. Uh, and then a few or a big new thing coming up for me is this Saturday on my channel, there's going to be a new series starting a big SMP going on there. Can't get into too much details on it yet. Uh, not too much has been publicized on that thing yet, but super excited to get started with some new things on there. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much once again for joining us. And thank you folks at home for listening to another episode of The Spawn Chunks. You can find more information about the show and links to all of the stuff that we've talked about today at thespawnchunks.com. And for once, that show notes section is very much going to be worth checking out if you want to get links to all of the stuff uh, related to Minecon announcements. Uh, the music for The Spawn Chunks is composed by me, and The Spawn Chunks is proud to be a listener-supported podcast. If you get some value out of the show, why not consider putting some value back in? You can visit patreon.com slash the spawn chunks to join the community where pledging at any level will get you an invite to our patrons only discord chat and get us closer to our next milestone goals we currently have 114 community members but there are always spaces for more and we want to give special thanks to our content engineer patrons cameron sigelski jd williamson llamas and yitz for supporting this episode spreading the word about the podcast is easy and free just tell your friends you can use the Spawn Chunks on Twitter and Instagram to share us around on social media. But of course, a personal recommendation goes a long way. Just poke a friend in the arm and say, hey, this was an epic episode of the Spawn Chunks. If you want to know what happened at Minecon Live, then tune in and listen to it. You will not regret it. You can email the show with your thoughts about Minecon Live at thespawnchunks at gmail.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, and Spotify. And we are also on YouTube. You can also find the RSS feed on thespawnchunks.com and the patron-only RSS feed on the Patreon page, which is the only place that you can listen to the Render Distance, the extended version of the podcast. Have we not been on the extended version of the podcast already? This one has felt, like you said, a little bit epic. Anyway, uh, my name is Johnny. Online, I go by Pixel Riffs. You can find most of what I do at youtube.com slash where the Minecraft Survival Guide series will be starting up again this week as of tomorrow. I also stream three days a week on Twitch. Expect to see me on Thursday doing some more behind-the-scenes work for Survival Guide. I'm the voice of the unofficial Hermitcraft recap, which you can find through a quick YouTube search. And aside from all that, I'm at Pixel Riffs on both Twitter and Instagram. Check out my Instagram if you want to see some good pictures of madrid and valencia where i was on holiday last week joel where can people find you online everything that i'm doing online is at joelduggan.com that includes my illustration and design portfolio i've been designing a lot of stuff for people on twitch the last little while so you can check that out there you can email me uh, on the website it's the best way to get in touch if you'd like to hire me you can find me on social media across all platforms at joel duggan you can listen to the citadel cafe my other podcast about sci-fi and geeky entertainment at the citadelcafe.com and I am on Twitch. Much like our lovely guest, Whip, I've been streaming quite a bit lately. So check that out at twitch.tv slash Joel Duggan. Spending a lot of time in the nether. It's going to look different soon. Thanks for visiting the Spawn Chunks. The world outside is infinite and the nether is getting better. <laughs>